Thank you for listening to the Victory Church online podcast. We are so excited that you joined us for today's message by Senior Pastor Gary Hart from Victory Church in Great Falls, Montana. Our prayer is that today's message will inspire you to join us in changing the world by helping people find and follow Jesus. Now here's Pastor Gary. Two weeks ago, we began a, a series of messages that we were calling A Supernatural Life, and, uh, and we started this in the new year of 2019, and it was our hope that in that message, you learned three very important things, all right? Number one, you learned that we were called to live a supernatural life. Each and every one of us is called to live a supernatural life. As a follower of Christ, we are not limited to the natural principles of this world only. We are in contact and connection with a supernatural God who operates outside of the natural elements of this world. We tap into that. We tap into his power to operate our lives in a supernatural way. And so 2019 is a supernatural year for you if you will tap into the supernatural power of God for your life. I'm, I'm really excited to preach today. So you... You know, I, I, got, I got really good sleep last night. My wife made sure of it. And so I'm just really fired up today to, to, to preach the word. So uh, God's called us to live a supernatural life. The second thing that we learned was the key to the supernatural life is fullness of the spirit. Right? We see this throughout the word of God, that people who are filled with and full of the Holy Spirit moved in a supernatural realm and supernatural dimension. So what is the key to the spirit-filled life, being full of the spirit? Time spent in the presence of God. Time spent filling up with God. Time spent filling up with the Spirit of God. There is no shortcut, right? There is no pill you can take. There is no uh, super strategy that we can give you. No, it's just time spent in the presence of God. And the good news today is that for every one of us, this supernatural power and ability is available to us. You are a candidate. If you are a follower of Christ, you can move and live supernaturally in your life. But there's no shortcut. It's time spent in the presence of God. That's why we've encouraged you so much to to come and be a part of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And take this time out to begin your year and seeking after the heart of God. Because I believe that if you'll set the habit, the pattern now, it will carry you as you move through the rest of the year. So I want to encourage you, we've got four nights left, four nights from seven to eight, the next four nights, Wednesday night's a big celebration that we're we're capping off our 21 days, bringing it to its conclusion, but I want to encourage you to come out on, at night at seven o'clock and join us for prayer. We've had an incredible crew that's been so faithful over these past uh, 14 or, or 17 days. If you have a need in your life, you have a physical need, man, you need to get here in the presence of God. If you've got a relational need, you're, you're struggling in your relationships, or your marriage, or your family, what, you need to get here. Get in the presence of God. Let God speak to you. God's been doing some amazing things as we've been praying together. We went over to see John the other day, and John was having, he had some surgery on his back, and after he'd had his surgery, he kind of had a little bit of a relapse last week, and they had to ambulance him to the emergency room, and after, after examining, they decided he needed another MRI, and so they, they put him in the tube. Well, John's a big boy, I'm telling you. The big boy in the tube. I mean, you know, the last time he was just a little bit panicked as they put him in the tube, and this time he went into the tube, and he thought, you know, 
I've got 30 minutes with Jesus in this tube. And as he went into that tube, he just began to meditate on Jesus. And we've been praying for him. And all of a sudden, he said he felt a warmth come over the left side of his body and started working its way down and moved all the way down into, his, into the backside and down into his leg where he'd been having the challenges. And he, he truly believes, he told me, I think God healed me in that moment. And he came out, he's doing great, he's back at it. Come on, come on. We've had testimony after testimony after testimony of God's faithfulness as people set their hearts to pray. And I want to encourage you to come on out and be a part of that. I believe it's so significant. Amen? Well, today I want to talk to you on the topic, the transformational power of the Word of God. The transformational power of the Word of God. And I want to tell you right up front, okay, this, this message is going to be extremely practical, right? It's going to be, in some, some of your eyes, it's going to be very simplistic. But I'm going to tell you, this message today could be one of the most profound messages that I preach all year. And so I want to encourage you to get some note paper out, get a pencil out, begin to take some notes, right? Because it's going to be important for you. And I'm going to tell you at the end of the message today why this has been such a, so, such a profound message. All right? So get ready. It's coming. I'm going to tell you why this is so important. We're talking about the transformational power of the Word of God. In the Gospel of John, chapter number 6, verse 63, Jesus is speaking here, and Jesus makes this statement. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Notice what he said. The Spirit gives life. It's the Spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. There's nothing you can do in your flesh that's going to produce the life of God in you. It's the spirit only. And then he said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit or spiritual and they are life giving. The fullness of the spirit is the key to the supernatural life. So in addition to spending time in God's presence through prayer and fasting, we fill up on the Word of God to be full of the Spirit and life. Come on, let me say that again. All right? The fullness of the Spirit is the key to the supernatural life. So in addition to spending time through prayer in God's presence through prayer and fasting, we fill up on the Word of God to be full of the Spirit and life. Amen? Because the words that Jesus speaks, they are spirit and they are life. So when I fill up with the word of God, I'm filling my life with his spirit. I'm filling my life with his life as I spend time in the word of God. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, you know the scripture. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And some translation says, and hearing by the word of Christ or the word about Christ. Faith comes. How many know faith is important to the supernatural life? Well, you can't have faith without the word. Because faith comes by the word. It comes by hearing the word of God. Faith is the supernatural ability to apply the word of God to a circumstance or task. Anybody ever face circumstances? 
Anybody go through a task that, that you feel is a God assignment? It's going to take faith. Remember, we talked about faith a couple weeks ago. The four pillars of faith were trusting God, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding. It's going to take some belief in all your ways, acknowledge Him. It's going to take hearing. We've got to hear from Him. And it's going to take obedient action in all, and He will direct your path. So we need faith in our life in order to live the supernatural life. It comes through the Word of God. Then Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many of you want to please God? Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God's a rewarder. But who's he a rewarder of? Those who diligently, some translations say earnestly, Seek after him. This does not come to the casual Christian. This comes to the one who's passionate about God, passionate about his presence, passionate to live the life that God intended for them to live. He's a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek after him. So let's put this all together. The words that Jesus speaks are spirit and they are life. Faith comes by hearing the words of Jesus. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what is the conclusion of the matter? In order to please God, we need faith. In order to have faith, we must hear the words of Jesus because the words of Jesus have the power of spiritual or supernatural life. Come on, somebody. Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of your words gives light. The entrance of your words gives light and gives understanding to the simple. Last week, Ronnie Doss was with us. How many of you appreciated Ronnie last week? <clears throat> he, he just communicates things in a way that makes you go, hmm, I didn't think of it that way before. And it's good to have a new perspective that, to help us see things in a different way. But one of the things Ronnie said was, what you listen to regularly over and over again becomes your truth. What you listen to regularly over and over again becomes your truth. In other words, what you feed on regularly becomes the foundation of your belief system. And your belief system influences every decision you make in life. Right? And so that's so important then that we understand what I'm, what I'm listening to, what I'm hearing is influencing my belief system. And my belief system is determining the way that I live. This includes external dialogue, right? What you're hearing on the outside, but it's also internal dialogue, what you're saying to yourself. And oftentimes our internal dialogue can be more significant than our external dialogue because you can hear something, but if you don't believe it and you're not speaking that to yourself, you will begin to believe who you say you are rather than who God says you are. You begin to believe who you say you are rather than your pastor says that you are. Come on, somebody. You need to begin to trust and believe that what God says is your source of truth. We feed up on the word of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. You know this one. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. 
Don't think like the world. Don't have a world mindset that thinks like this world thinks. Think like God thinks. Be transformed by the word of God. The word of God has the power to transform the way you think so that you can know what is God's will, what is his plan, what is his purpose, and it is good, pleasing, and acceptable. But you'll never know God's will. You'll never know God's plan. You'll never know his purpose for your life until you know the word of God. All right? So I want to I just take the last few moments that we have today, and I want to talk to you about some practical helps for tapping into the transformational power of the Word of God. So if you're taking notes, you want to write these down, because these will be very helpful to you. And at the end of this message, I'm going to tell you what, how, why this message is so profound. How many of you want to know why it's so profound? All right, get ready. It's coming. Number one. Practical help for tapping into the transformational power of the Word of God. Number one is read the Word of God daily. Read the Word of God daily. In other words, make it a daily habit to get into the Word of God. If you want the Word of God to get into you, you've got to get into the Word of God. So daily, make it your habit. Spending time in the presence of God in his word as he begins to speak to you. We encourage you to join us in reading through the New Testament in 2019. As a church, together, we're reading through the entire New Testament. Uh, and so I, I trust that you've been on this journey. If, if you are, then that's awesome. If not, you can get on board with us even now. It's not too late. We just have five days of reading, and then two days are kind of meditative days where you go back and you think about what you've read, and there's a, a scripture there that you can perhaps memorize as well. And so you're only, you're only 10 days. You can catch up 10 chapters in the book of Matthew real quickly, right? I guess we're 15 days in, aren't we? Something like that. So anyway, but you can catch up real quickly, all right? So download the YouVersion app on your computer, your phone, or whatever. Look for a daily Bible reading, and you can click on that. It'll, it'll give you, it'll come up every day what you have to read. If you don't, it's in the bulletin, all right? Our reading schedule is in the bulletin every week. Just take your bulletin home. You can read through the schedule with us, all right? We also have entire sheets that, that have the reading plan on it. It's not by our schedule, but it gives it on there for, for the days that you have to read. So we just encourage you, come on, join us every day. Be in the Word of God. I love, I love this reading plan because it gives you a little bit of a devotional as to what the chapter you're about to read is about. And then you read the chapter, and then it gives you a place where you can fill in some thoughts that you have from the chapter. It's a great way to read the Word of God, right? Um, underline or highlight scriptures that speak to you as you're reading underline those highlight them because that that jumped out at you off the page that's god speaking to you uh people often say i i haven't heard god speak to me yes you have if you've read your bible and god's something come off the page that's god speaking to you right and so underline it um if you have if you journal come on write the thoughts down get get a journal and just write some thoughts down of, of what god is speaking to you and uh, in, in the app, uh, there's actually a, a way you can make a group, right? So if you've got friends that you're reading along with, add them to your group, and then you can see what they're writing as well. It's really cool. So read the Word of God daily. Number two, hear the Word of God regularly. Hear the Word of God regularly, all right? 
listen very carefully, place a priority on hearing the word of God. Place a priority on it. I know that every Sunday, God's going to be speaking. God's, we've been praying that the pastor would get a good word from God, which he did today. <clears throat> come on. And so when I come to the house of God, I'm not just coming to hear a sermon. I want to hear from God. So I'm placing a priority on hearing God. I want to hear what God has to say, and I'll, I'll hear it through my pastor. And so I, I believe that there is importance in Sunday mornings. And so don't use your Sunday mornings for other things. Use Sunday mornings for getting into the house of God and hearing the word of God because there's transfor transformational power in the word of God. What would cause people to give up a weekend morning? As a pastor, sometimes I, I have to ask myself that question, especially those who aren't regular churchgoers. What would cause them to have a change in their mindset that would say, I need to give up Sunday morning to go to church? What, what would cause someone to do that? And the reason someone would give that is because the, the power of the Word of God, the Word of God has the potential to change our lives. The Word of God does. So I want to put myself in a position where I can receive as much of God's word as I possibly can because it's got the power to change my life. I encourage you to come with expectancy to hear the word of God. Come with expectancy. Get a, get a notepad out. Come on. What did Ronnie say? A short pencil is better than a long memory. Come on. Get that pencil out. Get that pen out. Take notes. It's going to become very important, very valuable to you. So you need, to, you need to come with expectancy. And can I say this as well? Do your best to get a good night's rest on Saturday night. Come on, don't burn the midnight candle and then expect to get up and come to the house of God and have the energy you need to hear the word of God. Some of you are just sitting there just barely hanging on today. If you treasure and you value the word of God enough you will get to bed early on Saturday night so you can come up, you can get up, you can be up, you can hear what God has to say to you. Thank you. That's, that's really good. That's just, that's just really good preaching right there. Number three, study the Word of God. Not only hear the Word, not only read the Word, but number three is study the Word of God. Let me give you some help to help you study God's Word. The first and best way to study the Word of God is to review the notes that you've taken from Sunday morning. It helps you remember, right? They, they tell us that you will forget 92% of what you hear only within an hour. So only 8% of this message you have the potential to take with you out of here. But if you'll write it down, you increase your retention by 50%. Just by writing down notes, it increases your retention. And then when you study it, you take it to the next level and it starts to, to get in you. And then go to talk it out, right? And talk about it with others. Hear what they had to say. And you'll begin to, to, to build this in your life. Um, I encourage you to do uh, different types of studies. You can do a book study. 
right? Book studies like, we're going to study Colossians this month. So you just read through the book of Colossians. You read through the book of Colossians. Something jumps out. You, you look at it a little differently. You just, you know, you break it down. There's different ways to do book studies. But you can just study the book of Colossians or the, the book of Matthew that we're doing right now. It's whatever it is, do a book study. You can do topical studies, right? Study marriage. Study prayer. Find out what the Bible has to say about these topics. And you can go through, and if you've got a concordance in your Bible, which you should, you can go to the back of your Bible, and it'll tell you where to find scriptures, right? So do, do topical studies. Do word studies. I want to study love. What does love look like? What does love mean? So I can study the word love. I can look at it in the original language. What is the original language of love that they're using here? Because what you don't know is there's four different Greek words for love. And each of them have a different meaning. So if you don't know what the meaning of the word love that they're using here in this particular passage of scripture, you may miss the entire concept of what God's talking about when he talks about love. So you'd study a little bit deeper. You do word studies. And you get deeper meaning as to what the scripture's saying there. You can do biographical studies. I want to study Peter, or I want to study Paul. I want to, I want to look at their life. I want to see from there, what did they do? I want to study David, or I want to study Daniel. I want to study Ruth. Come on, you just, just look at the character, and you just dig down a little bit deeper, and you just look at some of the characteristics and the traits of their life. What, what set them out? What set them apart? Now, I really encourage you to do group studies, because we learn oftentimes best in the context of relationships. So we hear what others have to say as we give our input and we help others, we, we learn best. So get plugged into a small group. Come on, we got sign-up sheets out in the foyer, all of our connect groups. Get out there after the service and sign up. Get, be a part of a, a group that's learning together and growing together and developing together. Number three is study the word. Number four is meditate on the word of God. Meditate. Meditation is not an Eastern religion thing it's a biblical thing the bible talks about meditating on the word of god and meditating is nothing more than just chewing on it right so you get a you get a, a word you, you a scripture jumps off the page as you're reading at it so i'm going to take that scripture and i'm just going to think about it a little bit more i'm going to meditate on it. i'm going to i'm going to get as much out of that particular scripture as i possibly can i have five unique ways you can meditate you can ponder it you can pronounce it you can paraphrase it, you can personalize it, and you can pray it. Ponder it, just think about it, pronounce it, speak it out of your mouth. Paraphrase it, put it in your own words. Personalize it, put yourself in the scripture, and then pray it. Make a prayer out of that word, and it'll help you to, to get more out of the word of God. Number five is memorize the word of God. Memorize the word of God. Make it your goal to memorize at least one scripture a week. That's 52 scriptures in a year. Memorize the word of God. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I've used this illustration often, but I, I just think it's such a great illustration. When Jesus went into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, three times the devil came to the Lord and said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And every time Jesus said, it is written. Three times the enemy tempted him. Three times it is written. 
But what's really interesting is Jesus never once said, excuse me, could someone get me a parchment? I need to find a scripture to combat the adversary. No, it was in him. So when the temptation came, because it was already in him, he drew from the wealth, the reservoir of the word of God that was already in him to confront the temptation of the adversary. What do you have in you that you can draw up at a moment's notice to do battle with the adversary? Memorize the word of God. Let me give you a couple helpful hints. Resist the urge to believe that you can't memorize scripture. I just can't do that, Pastor. I just have a hard time memorizing. (laughs) What you believe is what you get. When you turn that around, say, I can. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can memorize the word of God. And I'm going to set it out to to, to memorize that. In, In the Bible reading, every week they give you two scriptures at the end of the week that you can meditate and memorize on. And I encourage you to do that. Um... Again, see the importance of having an arsenal of Scripture to use at any given moment of need. There's, there's value in having the Word of God stored up inside of you. All right, number six, share the Word of God. All right? What you share becomes reinforced in your mind. So don't just keep it to yourself. It was meant to be shared. It was meant to be given away. So when God speaks to you, share it with someone else. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your connect group. If you're really shy, tell your dog or your cat. Tell somebody. But you need to communicate that. Get that out. Because the the more that you share what you are learning, the more it reinforces that truth in your life. You need to share it. And who knows, maybe the word that you share might be the word someone else needs to hear. Right? Because you've got a word in you. There's some guys here this morning that have a word of God in them, and they're going to come to you after the service, and they're going to share that word with you. So get ready. The word is coming forth today. Share the word of God. And number seven, this is the last one, apply the word. Apply the word. Chuck just about preached my message this morning. The goal of the renewing of the mind is not information but transformation. And there is no transformation without application. See, the goal is not for you to know something. The goal is for you to become someone. The goal is for us to become like Jesus. And when we become like Jesus, then we begin to live like Jesus. Because we'll be living a supernatural life. Jesus lived a supernatural life. And when we become more like him, we too will live a supernatural life. The life we were called to live. Now, why was this message so profound? You ready? Because... What you have heard today contains the power to transform your life. Listen, it contains the power. I did not say this message will change your life. I said this message contains the power to transform your life. 
but it will only do that if you do something with it. Ronnie Doss spoke a lot about personal responsibility. The word of God in and of itself won't do anything to change your life. It's only as you take it and you bring it in and then you begin to apply it to your life that it has the power to transform you. I know this is true after 35 years of ministry because I know Christians who've been sitting under the word of God for 35 years and their life is no different than it was 35 years ago. But I've had some people who've been under the word of God for one year and their life has been entirely transformed. Same word, different application. And so today, it's up to you. It's totally up to you. If you want 2019 to be the most supernatural year you've ever experienced in your life, then you need to be filled with and full of the Spirit of God. How do we do that? By spending time in God's presence, prayer, fasting, and by spending time in the Word of God. Because the words are spirit and they are life-giving. Did you get anything out of that today? Amen. Thank you for listening to the Victory Church online podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. For more information about Victory Church or to give online, visit victorychurchgf.com. Have a blessed week.